Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome everyone. Of course, my name is Crystal and I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's Friday, April 12th. We are headed into hopefully some spring soon. Uh, We had a nice little dusting of snow again yesterday here in uh, just outside of Toronto, Canada. It's where I'm located. But what's so exciting is that on the line today, like every week, I get the opportunity to coach and chat with real women from around the world. And it always amazes me when women find me from these countries that I'm like, how do they even know that I'm doing this? How do they find me? And that's what's so amazing about the world that we live in now. Um, And I'm so excited that I get to be a part of this global movement for women. If you don't know uh, me very well, I am the founder of the SWAT Institute. SWAT, just like it sounds, Special Weapons and Tactical, just like it sounds, except we're the new Special Weapons and Tactical that are going to heal the world. We call ourselves Simply Woman Accredited Trainer. And right now we are empowering women in over 45 countries, all seven continents around the world. In fact, the SWAT Institute is number one on Google worldwide. And that was not paid. I've never done one paid Google ad. Maybe I should start. Anyways, um, worldwide, if you were to pop in, what is empowerment coaching, empowering women, women's empowerment, <clears throat> which is really amazing because that's why and how women are finding me, how they're finding the school, which is so exciting. It's a movement that's happening. And I'm so excited that I get to be on the front lines of it. <clears throat> and so every Friday, I offer free, no charge coaching with me. And uh, all you have to do to get on the line and to get some coaching is head on over to the website for the SWAT Institute. I have a few websites. Don't mind me, I have a little tickle in my throat today. Um, But that website is www.swatinstitute.com. And you'll see under the events section, chat with Crystal. And you just go there, pop in your name and your email, and you will get full access to our private conference line. We call it In The Vault because it's always just a small group of women that come on on Fridays. Um, it's, it's never huge. So you kind of feel like you're getting one-on-one with me. And it gives us an opportunity for us just to connect, to, to chat, to, um, to, for other people to sometimes be a fly on the wall to listen to what an empowerment coaching call is. And empowerment coaching is a, to me, I mean, it's a, it's a super cool thing. It's different than, you know, so many other types of coaching. A lot of people actually don't even know what is empowerment coaching. And so I actually, I'm going to use the word quote unquote coined, or we could say created, um, empowerment coaching probably back in 2005 before anyone was even using that word. Since then, I've gone on to write the book Simply Empowered. That came out in 2009. I did that book with Hay House, Discover How to Create and Sustain Success in Every Area of Your Life. Um, I, Prior to that, I'd already done two books, Simply Woman with Hay House Publishing, and I'd done a book called Transcendent Beauty, which, oh, it's one of my favorite books I've ever read, let alone written. 
anyways, and then I launched the SWAT Institute in 2009 was our, was our, so we're in our 10 year anniversary. We, we launched the SWAT Institute. And then I went on to write another book called The Emotional Edge. And it is really a book on emotional age, which emotional age is different than chronological age, obviously. You know, you could be 70, but be chronologically 70, but have an emotional age of a really empowered, fierce woman. Um, you could be 20 and have the energy of a really powerful, fierce woman. Um, and so what does that mean? Well, what we always talk about empowerment coaching is that empowerment equals choice. And when you take away choice, you take away empowerment. And when you think you have no choice, you disempower yourself. So empowerment coaching and what we do every Friday here is it's a really powerful tool. It's truly a process. And I have, you know, thousands of women from around the world <clears throat> that have taken my courses and who are learning really the power of empowerment coaching. It's a powerful tool. There's a lot of power in there to help anyone who maybe has gone through trauma or has gotten complacent in an area of their life. It's for someone who feels stuck. Maybe they, they have all, mo many areas of their life are doing well, but there's just this area where <clears throat> you just get really stuck emotionally around a story or around a person or around a struggle. And through a series of specific questions, um, questions that we're going to be doing today, questions that is a, a process that I've created back then in 2005 um, to, to, without fail, help a person. It doesn't matter. We just work with women. We want a safe place for women around the world to be able to be educated. That's why it's for women only. But empowerment coaching would work for anybody, but through a a series of specific questions, processes, sometimes meditations, interventions. The empowerment coach helps shift their clients. So anyone that's on the line today, if you do want some coaching and you're listening, just press star two on your keypad to let me know that maybe today's the day for you. Uh, but through a series of specific questions, meditations, interventions, I then shift that client or my empowerment coaches, our empowerment coaches, shift their client into a more empowered place where they will look at that same situation, that same person, that same challenge, that same dilemma from a higher perspective. And then they can make a much more empowered decision. And without fail, what I love about empowerment coaching is that clients always feel a little lighter, like they're not carrying the weight of the world on the shoulders the same. They have a higher perspective. They feel, I'm even going to go so far as to say happier, more definite and confident after uh, one of these conversations. And so again, if you are on the line today and you're listening and you're thinking, you know what? It's my time. I want to do some coaching. All you need to do is press star two and you'll be first in the queue. So I'm so excited to see some people on the line and some hands are going up. Fantastic. If you are listening right now, and you're thinking, I still want to get in the queue because sometimes we coach one person for the entire session. Sometimes we can fit in three or four. It just all depends on, on you know, where we need to go with the call. So if you are on the line right now, press star two. Again, if you're listening for the first time and you think, how do I get on the line? How do I get coaching with Crystal? How do I chat with Crystal on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time? I think it's around six o'clock um, over in Europe in, in say, France. 
I'll, I, I have Allison on the line from Paris right now, but, um, and uh, it is about, I think, 10 a.m. on the West Coast. So this is the time we do it. Then, of course, it gets uploaded. Our podcast get, gets uploaded to iTunes. So I would love for you to subscribe to Chat with Crystal on, on your iTunes so that you'll be updated when we have new podcasts that come out, which I'm always excited about. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's just go to the phone lines and let's start doing some coaching right now. I'm going to do everything. You don't have to do anything. And I, who's on the line? I think you're on a cell phone. Hi. Hey, who's this? This is Kiana. Kiana. Okay, so it does sound like we're on a cell phone. So are you driving or are you moving rapidly? Because I'm hearing a little bit of background noise. Yeah, yeah, I'm in my car. Oh, dear. Well, let's... It's raining, so that's like not helping my Let's yeah. let's have our fingers crossed, hope for the best that we're going to have a nice clear recording of this. But let's go ahead. Let's talk about what you're needing or what you called in for today for some coaching. And I'd love to support you. Um, okay, so I'm not entirely sure what the question is going to end up being, but I feel like it'll it'll come out once I start talking. Sure. Um, but um, like I, I think what I'm searching for is like how to be more accepting like because I so I was in this relationship this long-term relationship um, that I ended just before um, this past summer and I'm I'm a little bit of an energy sponge and I realized that I um, like I took on some of his traits that are very like judgmental and kind of like um, like very picky and like before him, I wouldn't have ever, like there are some things that I notice now that I wouldn't have ever really noticed before and it's not in like a positive way in my, um, like in my perspective and I'm just having a hard time, I guess, um, like clearing that out and come and like kind of reprogramming my perspective again into that place of like acceptance okay great okay I got you I think I got you I think I I think I heard sort of what you're saying so let me try to just paraphrase it maybe a little bit back to you um and again I'm really hoping the sound is okay for everybody else because there's a quite a lot of background noise on on your line so I do apologize if it sucks but we I love this conversation and I love that you called in so that's what matters most so what I'm hearing Kiana is I'm searching for how to be more accepting And whether it was your ex-boyfriend's fault or not, you felt like once you got into that relationship with him, you, you started taking on some of his personality traits that actually you didn't like personality traits that you actually thought, Oh my God, I'm with a guy who's so judgmental and he's so picky. And now you've broken up with him. It's been nearly a year, let's say, let's say eight months. Um, and you're realizing that you're still being a judgmental, picky person yourself, and you want to get back to being more of who you were before. Yeah, and like I was reflecting on it, because um, I like I I worked through the one of the lectures you did in in the like in the SWAT course that I'm in now about working with parts and that intervention. Yeah, and like. Like, I was reflecting on that and kind of seeing if that was kind of what was happening, but I'm not entirely sure because it doesn't, because I've, I've 
notice like other parts of myself that I was very clearly able to differentiate okay. from. But I feel like this is like a little different, but maybe it's just my perspective on it. Well, you've used yeah. that word a few times that it's your perspective. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna ask you just to turn my voice down so that like make sure we're not on speaker so I don't hear myself talking back to me. If that's okay. Is that okay? Is that better? That's better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to okay. hear, because if I hear me, then there's like, you know what I mean? Okay, so yeah. I've heard you say a few times, I think it's maybe my perspective on it. So I'm going to say, you're you're right. You're always right. We're always right. We always know the truth. And it felt, and it probably feels like truth because I felt you say it a few times. I'm an energy sponge. That didn't feel like truth to me, really. It feels more like truth to me is, let's imagine you were, let's go with what we teach at the SWAT Institute, which is, we all within us we have this full dynamic range of emotions and let's think of every emotion like um a wattage of light so let's imagine you have a dimmer switch inside of you and you can turn that dimmer switch right down pretty low so the light is low it's very romantic but you can't see very far in front of you and so there, you turn that light right down low. So that really low, the lowest it can go without wiping yourself out is, a, is a, an emotion called shame. It's not a place many of us want to be. Most of us don't want to be down there in shame. It's really low. It's dark. We can't see our choices. We don't have a good perspective. We don't have perspective. It's a very low, tiny perspective. So imagine that within you, you also have this, this every single emotion and let's imagine that they, each emotion got a little brighter or a little more powerful as you dialed up your dimmer switch. So then you, you have a full range. You have shame. You could go a little higher. There's guilt. There's blame. There's sorrow inside of you. There's fear inside of you. There's desire. There's anger. There's pride. There's courage. There's neutrality. There's willingness. There's acceptance. There's reason, there's love, there's joy, there's, you have all of them. So if you were able to turn your light right up high, imagine that the light got so bright that you had a much higher perspective on the same situation. Because we have a perspective on every situation depending on where we're dialed in. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so let's even use a different perspective. We're on, we're climbing a mountain. When you're at the bottom of the mountain, you don't have a big view. You don't see much. You're flat. You're down at the bottom. As you begin to climb the mountain, the view gets bigger. You have a higher perspective. If you were to get to the right to the top of the summit, that would be like full spectrum. That would be like you being able to, within yourself, climb your own inner summit, climb back up to your highest self, your greatest self, your brightest light, your biggest perspective. So what you did in that relationship if we can just use this terms of like perspective like you brought up is you were probably feeling pretty high when you first met him because we usually when we fall in love we usually feel good so when you first met him kiana were you in a were you in a place where you very were, weren't judgmental you weren't a picky person you were pretty easygoing you felt a sense of acceptance and kindness and love towards people? Yeah, and actually, like, now that I kind of feel where you're kind of going, I think, with this, um, I, well, I, okay, I didn't realize this 
while I was in the relationship, but once I came out of it, I really noticed it. Um, like, well, okay, when, when I broke up with him, I noticed that I had been giving away a lot of my power towards him, and so... Right, you just like, said when it. I, so when you're I, a little smarty. Um, you're smart. You're a smart cookie. You're jumping over my coaching. You're like, okay, I got it. See, that's why some people you can actually coach them and they can have a leap. And that's why sometimes you might get three people in on a call. That's You're just a perfect example where you just had a leap. It, you leapt so fast that you were like, oh, jeepers, right. I gave my power away. I dimmed myself down. And I used to be in this energy, this perspective, this light, this brightness within inside me that when I showed up around people I was pretty bright and it's pretty beautiful and it's easy for people to fall in love with you I can already feel it off you I can already feel that you're and you're probably physically beautiful because you have this beautiful light inside of you that you you know how to amplify most of the time but you got in this relationship and you started started giving your power away which means dialing it down because if you're not full spectrum you're giving your light away so you're giving your power away and then you're down in a place where you're feeling a little frustrated and you're noticing I'm not a positive I'm not as positive anymore as I used to be. That's that was another word you used, which it's not really negative and positive, it's just a lower perspective. I'm not as high, I'm not as bright, I'm not as light, I'm not as powerful. And so you dimmed it down, then you broke up with him and you realized like most of us, what happens in most relationships, it's not that we're energy sponges, it's that we have a tendency to set our frequency in the same energy space as the people around us so that we we can merge, we can harmonize, right? right? Like who, it's pretty stressful being a big, huge, bright light all the time around people who are low lights you almost start to feel like they think you think you're better than them. So we dim ourselves down to, to match people. And in relationships, what you hope it to be is that you're in such a place of love in that relationship that your light's so bright that you keep empowering each other to stay bright and you stay in that light place. But that's just not reality. And until we are so strong in our own empowerment, we can have... Oh, I just... Oh, I just, sorry, sorry, Kiana, you wouldn't have known it, but I ha accidentally hit mute. Anyways, when we're so bright in our own empowerment, the truth is nobody can take our power from us. But when we're not really confident yet in love or confident in the workplace or confident in our purpose and passion, we walk out on that stage to sing that song and we're not really confident, we don't give it our, our high volume, high density, high spectrum, full, you know what I mean? So what just happened, what I'm seeing in you is you dialed yourself down. You became a little self-righteous. Together, the two of you, the two of you became a little, there's a, some pride and ego going on in your relationship. You started noticing that he was judgmental and picky. You picked up on it. It bugged you. It triggered you because you haven't fully made peace with the part of you that is also self-righteous. Because you got to know you have that perspective too. You do have that perspective. You have a fearful perspective if you wanted to dial it right back. So you have to accept that we have every possible frequency within us, but we choose where we're going to set the dial. 
So are you comfortable realizing that you're also a very judgmental, picky person? Yeah, I mean, like, like I think it bothers me a little bit, but... Of course it does. Like, I know I can work through it. Kiana, who wants anyone to call them a judgmental, picky person? Like, could you imagine if you got on the phone and you were like, Oh, Crystal, I'm going through your course right now. And I've been listening to some of your coaching calls, and I'll be honest with you, I just think you're really judgmental. Like, nobody wants to hear that. You'd be like, but if you've done the work to heal that, you would be like, oh, well, that's your perspective. Right? That's, that's your perspective. It's someone's perspective. What really matters is the way you see it. So, Kiana, what do you have to do to accept that you have an aspect of your personality that is 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 a little bit mean judgment a troublemaker what do i have to do yeah um just love and accept that part of myself how would you yeah that's great yeah. how would you do that how would you what will you do the next time you catch yourself being really judgmental, gossipy, mean, picky, just not very tolerant of somebody in your life? Um, see, I think that's the part that I'm kind of struggling with. Because, like, for me, like, usually when there's something um, that I'm trying to shift my awareness on a little bit, I usually just practice, like, catching myself in those in those moments let's say like judgment and pickiness and then just um letting go of that perspective and shifting it okay so why don't we not do that though anymore because that is one form of um i'm gonna say that's very abraham hicks which i okay. I, I i can feel that do you, do you study abraham hicks no. Okay. So that perspective sounds very much like that, which is sort of like when you feel a feeling that you don't like, just pivot out of it. And that there is truth to that because if you feel like crap, pivot to a higher perspective, pivot up higher, pivot up higher. But if we don't fully embrace, learn from, and get to know that perspective, then it becomes your blind spot. And so it always becomes sort of a scary place that you think you have to, what did you say the word, pivot out of it? What was your word? You're going to shift out of it. So what if the solution is to not shift out of it, but to shine your light on it and stay right in it? What if your what if the healing comes from saying, what, why am I, why do I think being judgmental is such a bad quality? Why do you? Who taught you that being um, judgmental is a very unattractive quality? I don't know who taught me that. Like, I feel like it was just me, considering it was a... I mean, obviously, I've, I've learned it from somewhere, but I... I, uh, you know, I always love though. I love when you're when I'm coaching, and you're gonna be a coach soon too, if you're not already. But you're gonna be one of our coaches. You're gonna love when you're coaching someone, and you hear the laugh of truth. So you just laughed when I said, "Who'd you learn that from?" You laughed and said, "I don't know where I learned it. I think I learned it from me." So when do you remember making the decision? Maybe you were a teenager, 
Maybe, do you remember doing something and feeling embarrassed or ashamed because you realized you were so judgmental of someone? Can you actually remember an incident where you made a decision? I don't want to be like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, there's another laugh of truth. Actually, Just, we have to point um, those laugh of truths out. Okay. There's another laugh of truth. Tell me about it. So in high school, one of my friends at the time judged me for one of my personality traits. And I think that was, um, uh, because I guess he's also kind of judgmental, so then, and I didn't, like, take it well, so I guess that was the trigger that was, like, oh, like, it's, like, being judgmental, people, like, will make them feel this way that I'm feeling now, like, judgment is not good. Yes, there it is. Okay, great. So, I'm just like my friend, you know, when you can, can you, do you think there's ever been, you're saying it now, like, you're catching yourself being judgmental now. So when you catch yourself being judgmental now, like, okay, before we get that far ahead, let's stay with this process. This is a process that we actually do from the book, The Emotional Edge. It's right in there. Okay, so let's stay with it. Okay. So you remember the time that happened to you and you made a decision. How old were you when your friend was so judgmental and it hurt your feelings? How old were you as a teenager? Um, I think it was maybe grade 10 or 11. Okay, so you would have been maybe 16? Yeah, around there. Okay, so you have a 16-year-old girl. Let's just imagine. You know when you said working with parts? I could get, I could connect with different parts. So I want you to imagine right now you've got a 16-year-old girl that you, that was, felt really judged and felt really ashamed and embarrassed. What did she feel like when she felt judged like that? Tell me how you felt, how she felt, that part of you. Um, small. Small. Yeah, what else? Um, ashamed? Ashamed, yes. For sure. Embarrassed, ashamed, small. What else? Mm -hmm. Any other words come to mind? I think those are the those were the main feelings. Okay. Um, how does it feel to be feel small? Um, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's another laugh of truth. So whenever anyone makes you feel small, that is a feeling you would do almost anything to avoid. Is that true or no? Yeah, I'm definitely now. And actually, um, in one of the, I was in, um, in, in your mentorship coaching program with one of the coaches I was with. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, well, I worked on with her, like, um, this thing or this issue that I had of, like, wanting to stay small from not being, from not wanting to be, like, seen or heard. Yeah. And um, I think that kind of correlates. Yeah, it does, for sure. So <clears throat> you have a part of you. And I'm going to guess she's about 16 years old and she feels she's embarrassed for being like a, a wallflower. She's embarrassed for, for being this small, invisible, unimportant part of you that's ashamed and embarrassed. 
have you ever connected with the part of you that is really small, ashamed, embarrassed, feels judged and embarrassed and ashamed? Have you ever found that part of you? Do you realize you have that part of you in there? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and what, there's another little laugh of truth. And tell me what you say to her. Um, so I've dialogued with her yeah. um, several times. And I know that she, um, she came out um, like as kind of a protective mechanism as for like, like if I come off as, you know, like quieter and smaller um, and like less seen, less heard, then the less judgment I'll receive because the less likely like people will yes. see me. Yes. And yeah. have you thanked her for doing her job? Yes. And have you said to her, thank you so much for doing your job. You protected me, but now I'm, how old are you now, Kiana? I'm 22. Okay, so now you say, thank you so much for doing such a good job for the last few years, but I'm 22 now, and I'm safe to have a voice. I'm safe to be seen. I'm safe to show up. I'm safe to be fabulous. I'm safe to be me. Have you told her that before? Yeah, yeah, I've meditated on it a lot and had that dialogue and, like, journaled about it a lot as well. And I've said a lot of those things. I've actually healed a lot. Okay, so here's what I'm being. here's what I'm hearing. You've healed the the scared, small, tiny, unimportant version of you, but have you gotten to know the big, loud, narcissistic, judgmental warrior? So that's who you have yet to meet because that's the part of you that you are ashamed of. You're actually ashamed of the judgmental, picky, loud, narcissistic warrior who could be mean to people and could judge people. And you don't want to admit you have that part of you too. Mm -hmm. I see it now that you say it because I... Um... Uh, yeah, I guess, like, over the course of the past month or two, like, I realized that I was, like, kind of a little bit, um, weighing between different, I guess, personalities. Yeah, archetypes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, of myself, and I, I guess, like, it wasn't really fully in my awareness, but I was aware of what was happening, so now that you kind of put, like, a word and a label on it, now I see, like, that that's just another part that I can, like, heal and let go of. Yes, so, and you, and remember, yeah. you're never letting go of these parts of you. You're actually, you're actually integrating them back into the wholeness of who you are. They don't deserve to be let go of. They don't deserve to be down in the buried, buried in your subconscious, in your basement. They don't deserve to be ashamed. They don't, they're all part of you. And, and when you can balance out your fierce warrior with your scared little small girl, you'll transcend into your woman energy so much easier and stay there. Because you don't have to count on either of them. You're not your scared little girl, but she's in you. You're not your warrior, but she's in you. You're not your narcissist, but she's in you. And, you know, it's, it's one of the most powerful things to do, which seems counterintuitive, 
is you say to yourself, you, you kind of look in the mirror and you say to yourself, I'm just like my ex-boyfriend. And I'm just like my friend who judged me when I was a teenager. And you say that over and over until the part of you that fights that and says, no, you're not. We are not like them. No, we're not. No, we're not. See, that's what creates the judgment. I'm not like them. They are over there. They're bad. They're bad. They're hurtful. And I would never be hurtful. But I bet you in the course of your life, you've hurt someone's feelings. In the course of your entire life at 22 years of age, you've hurt someone's feelings at some point. I mean, I'm not, like... Talk to me. I definitely have. Talk to me. Yeah, you know what? Yes, but that doesn't matter because did you ever go to your friend and say, when you judged me, you hurt me so badly, you triggered me, I've, I've had a complex of feeling small and, and just, I've actually, I've watered myself down and dimmed my light down because of you. Did you tell that person that? No. Right. So how do you know for certain that you have never said something to somebody in 22 years that inside that person might have taken it the wrong way. Right. How do you know? Like I feel it? Kiana, I'm gonna tell you I something. Have? I'm gonna tell you something. You have, everybody has. That's so, that's, that's your, you're so, you have so buried the part of you that is self-righteous. You've so buried the part of you that, that that doesn't realize she can be hurtful too. She can be a troublemaker at times. She can be a, a warrior at times. She can be like, is your mother still alive? Sorry. Is your mother, is your mother still alive? Yeah. Have you ever had an argument with your mother? No, I don't. I don't think so. Wow. Maybe like you've maybe like an, intern, an, uh, an internal <laughs> argument, but not like a. So you've never uh, in your entire life said to your mom anything that you think inside she might have thought, "Oh, that hurt my feelings." Like where I thought I hurt her feelings. No. Do you think she might have thought it? There you go. So you have hurt someone's feelings. You At some point, your mother's feelings have been hurt. I, I'm just getting at it. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself. I'm trying to help you see that this thing that you think you have never done, you literally think you have never hurt anyone's feelings ever. When you broke up with your boyfriend, do you think it hurt his feelings? Oh, no. I think I misunderstood your question. I definitely know I've hurt like, people in my life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm getting at is like when we are so in denial and denial is this brilliant mechanism of the brain, which says, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. No, I'm not. And, 
then what we do is we attract people into our life who are like that. Yeah. To show us, like, hello, you're not fully seeing yourself. And the fact that your yeah. boyfriend's judgmental personality triggered you means that you're not yet realizing that you need to fully embrace and get to know the part of you that's just like your boyfriend or your ex-boyfriend. I must say you're, you're very insightful for 22 years of, of age, that's for sure. Way to go. I have a 22-year-old taking my, my personal empowerment coach certification. Do you know that makes me want to jump up and down and swing from the chandeliers right now? Thanks. <laughs> like, I have this wise, intelligent, insightful, articulate 22-year-old woman that's going to be representing our school and empowering women around the world. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. And I love that you're, you're so open to looking at yourself at such a young age. Cause let me tell you, when you heal this, even this part of you that you need to embrace that, yes, you have a warrior inside of you. You have a part of you that can be mean. You have a part of you that could slice people apart with your words if you wanted to. And once you embrace her, you're going to find yourself so much more accepting of yourself and others. I feel like I already feel that happening, like now that there's like light on it. Yeah, I know. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you're shifting that fast because that's the truth is you have not, you're not 65 years old stuck in this story. You're only 22. And you're, that, that trigger happened when you were only 16. You've only had this story inside of you for like, you know, six years. Yeah. Like, holy, you're going to be able to free this shit up fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, you know, you're going to be able to yeah. let this go quick and do some healing around this fast and effortlessly. And that's what's so beautiful about this work is that we, no matter how long we've been holding on to a story, or we have oppressed a part of us, or we have fragmented off a part of humanity that we're like, oh, I'm never going to be like that person. So then what you do is you actually take a part of yourself that's like that person and deny that part of yourself to your, your own wholeness, your own greatness, your own what makes you you. And you can't pick and choose like, oh, I'm going to like this pretty part of me. But these parts of me that I don't think are so pretty, I'm going to just... I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to cut them away and get rid of them. Let them go. That's not how it works. You are who you are, all of you. And you have to get to know and accept and learn from all of you. And in fact, it's the most wounded places that actually give us the greatest life lessons, the greatest gifts. Because when we can gleam the gold out of the garbage, so to speak, whoa, like our good stuff's already good. It's where we need to shine light is on the places that we're not feeling so good. Uh -huh. Um, how are you feeling? You want to, do you feeling like you're there? Anything else you want to ask or share? Um, no, I feel like, I feel like that was 
that was what I needed to get out of today. Boom! Okay, listen, are you right-handed or are you left-handed? Uh, right-handed. Okay, I'm going to shuffle some cards. Are you okay with me pulling a goddess card for you today? Yeah, I love doing these things. Okay, <laughs> so I'm shuffling right now. And when you say stop, I'm just going to have my hands and whatever is in the top of the right pile, I'm going to turn over and read to you. It's going to be your takeaway for today. So anytime okay. you're ready, you let me know. Okay, your card is my Maya, Maya Illusion. Okay, I'm going to read it to you for everybody. Okay, this is going to be our takeaway today. 34, 34, 34, 34, 34. This is from Colette Baron Reed's um, Goddess Power Oracle cards. Okay, so let me read you. This is your message. This is your empowerment message. Are you ready, Kiana? Yes. Okay, when you look at the world... Everything you see appears to be real. So it's easy to imagine that your current conditions are influenced only by obvious actions and calculated movements. This is an illusion as everything is intrinsically connected, though not visible to us due to the limitations imposed on our perception by our five senses. Hindu goddess of illusion Maya calls you to trust that the invisible world is responding to your deepest desires and intentions to make a better life for yourself. You're able to see through the curtain of illusions. Your clarity and intuition is heightened as your next steps are sure-footed. When the goddess Maya chooses to help you trust that everything you need arises from your world with ease. So here's your alignment message. This goddess has come to you for some clarity. Have you been in denial about aspects of your life lately? Ha <laughs> ha. That was pretty good. Have you been chasing after an outcome that eludes you? Do you want to believe in something or someone so badly that you've lost your way and given your power away to them? Well, there's there's exactly what we talked about today. So your alignment task is to summon your courage and be willing to see things as they really are rather than the way you want them to be. Be honest with yourself. This goddess understands the seduction of the illusion of separation. After all, she created the illusion of the individual self. Once the illusion has faded, you're free to choose another path, another way, and other people to connect deeply with. This is a wonderful time to do some self-inventory of your life, how you love, what you believe, who you follow, why you choose to live the way you do. When the goddess Maya comes to break down illusions and delusions, it's, delusions, it's a very auspicious sign. I think that's pretty fabulous. That's the sign to say, have a good, honest look at yourself, and don't delude yourself with parts of yourself that you've been in denial over and I think that this is a great card about coming back to the wholeness that you're not separated and you don't actually have all these different parts I mean we think that way but in truth you are a whole being you're a whole person and all of those individual parts make you who you are I have one more question if okay. that's okay sure go ahead um I think it kind of ties into everything that we just talked about, but um, like, how do you determine if your wants, like, say, like my wants for what I want in a man, yeah, how would I determine if that's like valid or if that's just like my um, judgmental picky sign again? Okay, wait out? though, wait. So a wish list, are you talking about, so let's now also go back to desire. So let's go back to the light switch. Can we do this again? Because we already yeah. used this lot, this, this, this sort of theory or this, uh, this way of looking at how you're showing up. So when you go back to desire, 
desire let's roll let's let's desire actually resonates lower than judgment so when you desire that's a great place to start so you can put your wish list together of all the qualities you would love to have in a man and no you shouldn't you shouldn't think of any of them as like I made a four page wish list of qualities I wanted before I met Aaron. Oh my God, I actually have it in this book, Simply Empowered, right in front of me. I actually talk about how I broke up with this guy that I thought I was in love with. And I was so heartbroken for the longest time. And then finally I made the decision, like I need to, I need to write him a goodbye letter. So I think you should write your ex a goodbye letter, even though you broke up with him like just clean up any unfinished business with any man right now what is theirs is theirs what's yours is yours anybody everybody anybody that right now you still feel like you're holding on and you have some unfinished business write them a nice goodbye letter and when you're ready burn it and then you move into desire so desire would be on that dimmer switch just a little higher than the fear of like what if i never get the man i want so you would turn up your light a little bit into desire and you would make your, your wish list. So honestly, I, I wonder if I can find it right now. I made a four, no, it's way up here. I made a four page wish list and I actually put it in the book and said, these were all the qualities that I was like, I need to have these qualities in my life if I'm going to fall in love. So no, here I have the whole list right here. I have it. Like it starts off affectionate, artistic or creative, passionate, sexy, financially independent, spiritual, confident, gentle, thoughtful, trustworthy, trusting, compassionate, powerful yet humble, insightful, innovative, a visionary, attractive, healthy, open and considerate, willing to give and receive, physically fit, patient, and not easily angered, strong, soft, self-respecting, sweet, open-minded, understanding, generous, a humanitarian, kind-hearted, mature but fun, silly but dignified, secure, safe, loving, must love children, nature, and animals, clean, have a great smile and nice smelling, stylish, dresses well, sexual, a good lover, Faithful, intelligent, enlightened, courageous, responsible, law-abiding, ambitious, but not excessively so. Balanced, devoted, into me, and did I say faithful? I trust this man will arrive and I won't settle for anything less. So, do you think my list was too long? No. Was it a good list? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like my list is also... I'm going to tell you, I made that list on, I actually know the day, it was on a Saturday, June 23rd, 2007, and I met my husband that night on Saturday, June 23rd, 2007, and we were married a year later on 080808, August 8, 2008. It's important to know what you want. There's nothing wrong with being clear on what you want. Now, does that mean that as you start to turn the dimmer switch up and you start to feel angry that you're not getting what you want, that you might become judgmental? Yeah, but guess what? You have to keep pushing through that pride into the courage to believe that you deserve a man like that, that you deserve to be loved, that you that allows you to turn your dimmer switch back up through pride. And you have the courage to to really be clear in the world about who you are and you step into your light and you are your best self and you are all those qualities too. And yes, it's okay to, that. as you keep dialing it up, you start to get clearer and clearer on who you are and it's that much easier for that person to find you. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? 
Yeah, that sounds good. Like, literally, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> That's the response of a 22-year-old. Yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Sounds good. That's something my kids would say. Okay, Mom, that's enough. You've talked enough already. Okay, but let me tell you something. When I actually looked that list over, and I got to tell you, I have not looked at that list in years. This is the first time I've read that list in years. And I have to tell you, I'm going to say my husband has every one of those qualities. Maybe he's been easily angered when sometimes... There's, but he's not easily angered with me. He's not easily angered in life. So other than that one, sometimes he can be angered on all men, especially when they get married and take on two teenage girls as their, their stepdaughters. But anyways, the girls have moved out. And as I look that list over, that's the man I'm with. I chose him. I got so clear on who I wanted that when I read that list over, I think he's every single one of those qualities. And how did I know? that that's what I wanted. But I knew at that point, I'd been through enough. I was 38 years old. You're 22. It took oh. me until I was 38 to get clear enough and to know my worth that I, I finally actually said, this is what I want in a partner. So I know we went from the breaking up with the boyfriend last summer and feeling judgmental and picky, but yeah, you got to clean up any unfinished business with anybody you've got going on you have to say goodbye to everybody and anyone who's not the one for you and really create mm -hmm. space for that like you can't be entertaining all different people that you know aren't the ones even whether it's texting and playing and like sometimes I say you got to make the room now if you really want this person to come into your life get clear on what qualities matter and the values of that person and make space for it and believe that he's on his way he is on his way. This man is on his way. And your job is to get ready, to be ready for it. Okay. All right? Yes. Say something good before we go because you were so talkative for the first 30 minutes of this call, but you've gotten really quiet now. Is that your little <laughs> small, quiet, protective mechanism coming out? Or is that just you said what you need to say? I think that was just me absorbing everything you were saying. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And so, you know what? Remember, you're not an energy sponge. You're just really intelligent and you process everything. Okay. Better way to reframe it. You're not an energy sponge. You're not, you're not sucking in my energy or anybody else's. You are very clear and in control of your own energy. So mm. I, I doubt you take on people's energy. I think that you give your power away sometimes. So it's just time you take back your own energy and your own power. Okay. And listen, sister, you are so beautiful. I can feel it. And to, to find out you're 22 and you're becoming one of my coaches, honest to goodness. Like, I'm not kidding when I say I I want to get on the phone with my daughters right now and go, you guys need to take my course. Kiana's taking my course. Now you need to take it because you're going to love it too. Kiana, thanks for a really great conversation today. It got a lot quieter. I know you've reached your destination. I hope you had hands free while we were talking. Yes. Thank yes. you, Jesus. Okay, that makes me feel better because I would not have been a very good coach if I let you talk the whole time with a cell phone in your hand. No, okay, sister. Okay, thank you so much, Crystal. You're so welcome. And um, congratulations on being in such an enlightened place at 22, honestly. Just give yourself a big, huge hug and tell yourself how much you love you. Thank you. I will. Okay. Have a great week, darling. Thank you to everyone who joined in today. We have a nice crowd listening. Just fly on the wall, supporting Kiana, listening to the conversation. I'm so grateful to those of you that do come on live on Fridays at 1 o'clock.
p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. on the West Coast. I really am grateful because we wouldn't have a podcast without you. So thank you to Kiana. Thank you to everyone. We'll be back next Friday. Oh, no, we won't. Next Friday is Easter Friday, and we do celebrate that around here. Um, It's actually a big weekend for us. Tonight, no, Sunday, tomorrow night would have been the anniversary of my husband. He had a really traumatic accident a couple of years ago on Palm Sunday. See, I know these certain dates. I met him on I met him on June 23rd, my beloved grandmother's birthday, so I'll never forget that day. And on Palm Sunday, he had the most traumatic accident ever and he fell through a glass table and it severed the arm in his place. It, it severed the artery in his arm in two places and he nearly bled out on me in about 90 seconds. Thank God uh, we all sprang into action. We tourniqueted his arm. And that was actually such a healing time. I call, Oh, it was brutal. But tourniqueted his arm. Called 911. We live in the middle of the country. And do you know that in six minutes, we had an ambulance show up at our door, rushed him to a little hospital here in Port Perry, Ontario. And there happened to be a surgeon there at midnight on Palm Sunday who was able to attach the one artery in his arm. The other other part of the artery wasn't able to be reattached. And thank God, a miracle, the surgeon said, that if he had sliced that artery one millimeter closer to to his wrist, uh, he would have lost the blood into his hand. He would have lost his hand, and he's a musician. Yeah, right on there. I even said that artistic, creative, loves music. I know. I said it all. Anyway, so it's it's a special week for us. Um, he's gone through a a big health scare this last winter. Um, he was diagnosed with cancer, so he's had his surgery. So we're like, you've had enough surgeries now, mister. It's time for, for rejuvenation. It's time for fun. It's time for joy. It's time for an amazing spring. So I will not be here next Friday because we do celebrate Good Friday and Easter Sunday. So to all of you who celebrate, happy Easter. He has risen. And for those of you who don't, I say just know that it is such a special day for so many of us around the world who are about forgiveness and love and wiping the slate clean. So thank you, everyone. Have an awesome week and we'll be back in two weeks time. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.